Welcome, today we are going to be looking at four secrets to staying focused on God's calling in your life. Um, sometimes uh, God brings us a great conviction and this deep desire to uh, do something, to give something, to be or learn a skill or to develop um, in the calling that God has placed for you. But the problem is we get sidetracked. How many people set out that they are they're intending to um, go do something new or start something new, take a new responsibility or gain a new habit and then they get distracted, then they get discouraged and then they stop doing it and then they just go through this vicious cycle of just wondering, when am I ever going to be able to consistently do the things that I believe God has uniquely called me to do? This is the exact problem that we're going to be addressing in these four secrets to um, staying focused on the calling that God has for your life. Um, and one of these is we're going to look at um, step number one is that what we want to do is um, want to study one thing at a time. This, this is so crucial for keeping our focus because the truth of the matter is um, whatever you are learning, whatever you're studying, whatever you, words you are hearing, this is what's going to govern your focus and what you're focusing on is going to grow. And so when, when God is calling you to, um, maybe it is to gain new social skills, to learn how to reach out to other people and interact with them, then there, this is a skill that we need to develop. This is something that we need to, to focus on. Our, our, our brains work so much better when we're able to um, do things in a, in a concentrated manner. And also I'll, I'll say, um, if you guys have questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to share. Um, I'd love to hear from you. We could... Um, let's, let's turn in our Bibles to Psalms chapter 27. Psalms 27, we're going to read verse 4. What is it? Psalms 27, verse 4. And can I get a volunteer to read this? Go ahead. One thing have I, what, One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Amen. Amen. So we see that Psalms 27 verse 4, we're talking about how to stay focused on the desires the, what God desires for your life and, and what you desire for, for your life in His service. And the, the secret is having one thing and keeping that um, focus, one thing at a time. Really, um, there's when the problem is when we try to take on so many different things and try to change everything at once, we start getting very overwhelmed, we get very perplexed, and... Um, when this happens, a lot of times we feel like, wait a second, I needed to like, know how to study the Bible like yesterday, or I need to, um, have, I, I need to like, have this habit of communicating with people like three weeks ago or three years ago. Like, there's no time to, there's all of these different things that I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to grow and, and do and, and develop, and I need to understand the skill of influence. I need to be able to um, understand how to work together well with others. Whatever the thing is that God is calling us to do, um, it seems like time is just so, there's that pressure to do it all at once. 
but really if, if you want to fail at everything that you undertake try to do everything at once and um, see how how well that works for you um, the what we end up doing is spreading ourselves out too thin and and it's not very helpful and I, I'll say that when it comes to to staying focused like for instance like right now I have a um, I have a goal to publish every day. I want to publish consistently. And I realize that I'm learning things and it's been a conviction of mine all last year. I just did my annual uh, review and as I've been analyzing my past, I've been realizing the one thing I consistently wrote down in my daily account book was at the end in the evening examination, it asked a question, uh, what is something that could have helped me feel more connected to God or others today would have been? And I, I wrote down that it's like daily live videos or posting on my social stories or something that would help me to connect better with other people. And I wrote it down so consistently, but I still didn't do it. I didn't do it for so long. But um, I realized that as I was like, right now as I'm doing this I need to stay focused in my new learnings the things that I am um, growing in or the things that I'm I'm learning or studying or um, going through the Word of God I'm, I'm staying close attention to um, the verses that talk about publishing about sharing our faith about communicating or the law of imparting of uh, whatever these different subjects are staying on that that central theme and this um, this is helping me to be consistent uh, and, and this is my, my desire for this upcoming year. Um, but what, what I would recommend is, uh, or can you guys think of something that, that uh, you want to be consistent in or something that you want to do for this, uh, in this season of life that you're in? Yes. I know some I write down every time in my book too when I write in there is on um, how I could have been more, you know, connected was by focusing is what I write all the time because if I focus more or I put um, have devotions yeah. one or the other having the devotions mm -hmm. it's true and um, that's a good example so for like having devotions uh, I, I ask people often like what is the number one biggest challenge you're facing in maintaining consistent daily devotions and, and you who are watching let me know in the comments I would love to hear from you what is the number one biggest challenge you're facing to maintain consistent daily devotions. A lot of times people say finding the time or maybe my devotions aren't interesting or they say that oh it's just being consistent or it, the, one of the biggest ones is waking up early enough. How many people like struggle to wake up early enough for their devotions? It's like yeah, yeah used to, that was a big thing. Yeah f for me too and um, I realized that what I did was I, my big problem was because uh, waking up in the morning was difficult. It's my beliefs that I had about, um, about that. Can, can you guys, do you guys uh, know of a verse that shows that uh, beliefs and behaviors are connected? Um, faith and works. Where is that? James. I believe it's James 2, right? Okay. Can you find it? What's that, Mom? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yeah. Where's that at? It's in the Bible. 
<laughs> Somewhere there. Somewhere around there? Yeah, I can find it. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be great. great. So what we're looking for is a verse that shows that belief, um, beliefs are, um, beliefs drive our behaviors. Proverbs 23, 7. Proverbs 23, 7, what's that one say? It says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yes, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what we do is based on our beliefs. And the, the thinking, these thoughts, our thoughts are, um, well, we'll say, we'll put thoughts here. Is there a difference between your thoughts and your focus? Is what you're thinking about right now what you're focusing on? Yes. Absolutely. You, the way you govern your focus is by governing your thoughts. In order to really be consistent to forming something new, you have to essentially choose one thing and engross yourself in that one thing for a season. There's an encouraging verse in Ecclesiastes 3.1. It says, To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heavens. And a purpose is like an intention. It's something you desire to do. It's something you're intending to do. And any of the purposes that you, may, you, you purpose in your heart, that I'm going to wake up early. If the season of life is, if you're in the season of life where you need to learn how to manage your sleep, to have proper rest, to wake up early so you can have your devotions, then, um, then this, is, this is something that we need to be very, um, we need to focus on, study. What I did uh, when I was trying to overcome my sleep habits was, um, I was studying throughout the scriptures about sleep. I saw what I read every verse in the Bible that talked about morning. I saw how I realized that one of my beliefs, the big challenge of my behavior was not really the act of waking up early. It was what I believed. It's the thoughts that I believed about the morning. I used to believe that if it is, if there's dark outside, there's no reason for me to wake up. Like, why would I wake up? I would wake up in the middle, in the morning. And I'd be like, oh, I want to wake up early. This, is this my opportunity? I'm like, oh, it's dark outside. Nah, probably not. Why would I be awake now? And I go back to sleep. I did that for years, years. But as I studied the Word of God, I found in Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman, she riseth up while it is still night. I was like, whoa, I want to be a virtuous woman for Christ. And then I, I read also that... Um, that just so many verses that God's people were communing with Him in the morning, in the quietness, and the stillness of, of the life, where I'm like, whoa, I need that. And so there was a few verses that was showing that um, it is God's will for us to wake up before the sun. And I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. So that had to change my belief. But when it changed my beliefs, then I can change my behaviors. Then finally, when I see the dark, I'm not associating like, that's a time to sleep. I'm associating like, hey, I could seek the Lord while He may be found. I could call upon Him while He's near. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, that was extremely helpful. But the point is, I had to like engross for like a month in studying about, I was studying about morning routines. I was studying about 
uh, what I can do in the morning, the value of the morning, and how helpful that could be for setting up every other time of the day to reclaim my devotions. <laughs> and in that process, I became a morning person. Yes? I was just going to say that on, you know, your focus, your focus could be um, drawn somewhere without you noticing, but when you, when you intentionally focus yes. on something, it changes your world. So, so be, be intentional with your focus. Last year, the word of, word of the year was intentional. I, was see, I realized that that is the one thing that is going to help me the most in the year 2020 is to help me, if I could have more intention in my day, it doesn't mean I control everything, it just means that I'm going to be intentional with the things that I can be and the opportunities that I have. And, um, and that makes a huge difference. What I would recommend, um, people ask like, well, how long should I focus on one thing? Um, and I'd say that the, how long depends on the scope of, of how big of an issue this is. Um, what I have found is studying for something for at least a week helps tremendously. Um, I, have, I have weekly themes. I have, I have uh, where for this week, uh, for many years, I've done this, and I didn't realize other people weren't necessarily doing it, but um, I, I would study about a topic for a week, and I would just engross in it. I wasn't skipping from place to place, study to study, video video, all different topics. I would gather, if I was going to listen to some sermons, I'd listen to sermons on one topic. If I was going to, um, if I was going to study books, I'd listen to a book on one topic. If I was going to um, read in, in the, the Bible promises, I would go through all the promises on one theme. It would all be one central theme. And I'm documenting my devotions, having intentional devotions. I'm documenting those devotions and I'm making sense of what it says for that week. And then at the end of the week, a lot of times, I would prepare something to be able to share at church. So once a week, I would then share my devotions. And then if it was very meaningful and still very relevant, I'd keep going. But a lot of times I would shift and go somewhere else. Um, and so in that week, I might have like a 62-page document uh, put together, depending on uh, what, what I was studying. But, you know, it's again with the seasons of life. Uh, some, some are not at that season where they can study to that point. I don't do that as much anymore. Um, as far as like 62 pages in a week, but um, the, there are more methods and, and like new ways that I'm learning. And another thing that I find is there might be, uh, like there's this concepts of things that are like higher level and then lower level. Um, can, um, like in terms of like waking up in the morning or having your devotions, can someone give me an example of like a, a lower level like specific thing that that could um, fit under this this topic would be like, like a, a lower, lower level, level example yes a, a lower level example of getting up sure the reason for getting up is that what you mean sure on um, like uh, because you slept all day and now it's time to get up because <laughs> you can't sleep any longer as, as, mean? I mean, uh, close, as far as like what to study, as far as like things that you can study on the subject, uh, basically the, oh, the reason is to have our study, have our devotions oh, really. Like, like what I would de um, devote my time to study? Yes. Your focus. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. um, like something that doesn't pertain to something I'm going through would be a lower level. 
No, that is not, that's not low level. That would be unintentional or yeah. unrelevant. Yeah, unrelevant. That's what I mean. Does just, anyone else Just want reading the Bible and not studying. Okay, no, that, that's not, that's, that's not, not what I mean by low level. Okay. Um, does anyone else want to take a guess? Maybe studying something on like sleep. Yeah, studying something on sleep. So remember the purpose is. Wait, how's that low? I, I'll show you. The purpose, the higher level concept that is being studied is I want to maintain consistent daily devotions. That's the, that's the higher level, like the purpose, the outcome, the intention. I want to maintain consistent daily devotions. The lower level, this is more specific, this is broad, this is specific. In this um, maintaining consistent devotions, people said finding the time. So you have some time priority management. Some people said not finding it interesting. Some people said waking up early. Some people said being consistent. So all of these, there's like four different categories. And these are the, the four sections of our Reclaim Your Devotions online course that we went into. So higher level, Reclaim Your Devotions. Uh, kind of like lower level is is waking up early. It is finding interesting devotions. It is being consistent in your devotions, finding the time. And then even more low level than waking up early is studying the topic of sleep. And when you study sleep, that's very specific. Yes? So it's kind of like an outline when you're writing out what to, you yeah. know, what to study. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot, lot like, like an outline. outline. Yeah. It, it, yes, it is a lot like an outline where you're, you have your higher level, you have more specifics, and you have branches of knowledge, and it's, it's, it's like that. Exactly. So why do I say that? Because when choosing how long to study for something, it could depend on like, well, where does it fit? Is it higher level or lower level? The lower it is, the shorter the time I'll spend studying it. The higher it is, the longer the time I'll spend studying it. Yeah, like individuality. Yeah. Individuality is a very, it's a high level topic and under that you have other categories of knowing your identity in Christ, knowing how to say no to people and those are more lower level. Good, good, that's good. Praise the Lord, I'm happy to see that. So what I'm saying is weekly themes might be like, I might study the word sleep through the Bible for a week, but the higher level it might be like... Um, about reclaim my devotion, or I'll say waking up early. I might study waking up early um, for a month. If this is an issue that I'm really struggling with, this would be like my monthly mission in my devotions. This is something that for the entire theme, everything, also my week might have a theme that's small, lower level, but uh, for the month, it's just like high level waking up early. And the next month, it might be like, hey, finding the time. I want to find the time for my devotions. I want to prioritize my time for time with Jesus. And then the next month might be being consistent. How do we be consistent in anything? What do we call that? What allows us to be consistent? Yeah, focus. Questions. I'll say... Oh, no. Consistent habits. Habits, yes. So, so habits allow you to be focused. So my... My high-level monthly mission might be, I'm going to study habits for this month. So um, I'm going to understand the five triggers of forming a habit. Um, I'm going to understand, like, it has a trigger, behavior, reward. 
I'm, I'm going to search through the scriptures of what are all the different words of habit through the scriptures. Is it custom? Is it practice? Is it um, just character? Every virtue is a habit and just go dig deep on, on habits for the whole month. And that's what I did. I studied about habits and that helped me to set me up for the next subject when I'm studying about finding time because they, they connect and everything you learned before helps you to move on to the next step. Each, they're stepping stones and they're helping you to reach higher and higher and higher. Does that make sense? So you're not actually losing anything by focusing on one thing at a time. You're actually setting a very solid foundation that you're not going to have to repair or redo um, later on. Okay, so um, in order to find out what is the one thing that you should study, ask yourself the focusing question, what is the one thing that you can focus on such that by focusing on would make everything else easier or unnecessary? Good question. And when, and when you could realize what is going to have the highest amount of consequences, what's going to have the highest amount of impact, the highest amount of what's the cost, what is the highest expense that's going to cause you in your life if you cannot get a grip on this one thing. And, and, if, and if you haven't been consistent in your devotions, then I encourage you, that would be a very good place to start. It's the foundation. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the foundation of all things in life is our connection with Christ. And we can't know Christ if we do not spend time in His Word. If you want to uh, reclaim your devotions, as I mentioned, we have an online course. You're, that you, can, that you can access and go through that, uh, just go to uh, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash DFG program, no space, and then you, you can get that uh, Reclaim Your Devotions also. Did you have your hand raised? Yeah, I was going to give an example because I, um, I used to struggle with bad thoughts, and then when I focus my thoughts on Jesus, it makes, you know, makes th those bad thoughts go away and then I'm able to focus to do like my work or something. Yeah. That's, That's so true. true. Now, I learned that from you. Thank you. Praise, praise the Lord. It's life changing. So that's the first step. You ready for the second step? Yes. The second step is um, to, once you realize that you, you want to focus on one thing, then, then you want to prioritize. Uh, Prioritize. Um, prioritize and choose. This is. I, I was kind of going into it a little bit more, but um, these are our priorities that we have. Your options. Uh, there could be a lot of different things to study. How do we know which things to study right now? How do we know what season we're in? How do we know what word of the year do we want to choose? What theme for the week do we want to choose? Prioritizing is a skill that, one, is like a muscle. The more you exercise your priorities, the stronger your prioritizing muscle will be. Your ability to differentiate the impact and importance of different opportunities. Uh, so the, the secret here is to just do it by getting the reps in. The more that you do it, the stronger you'll get. So instead of trying to think of like the perfect priority, just think of it as one, like you do it a hundred times and you'll get better. So the first time, you're not like, like any skill, you're not good when you first get started. I like the hacky sack. When I first started hacky sack, I dropped the ball so many times. Uh, yeah, the hack. 
one important thing when you're prioritizing things is writing it down, visualizing it before you prioritize it. Because otherwise, if it's all in your mind, you have a hard time Amen. prioritizing. It is so true. Yeah, writing those things down. As Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, it says, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables. So there is value in writing what the options or possibilities are. Um, and and um, like when it comes to when it comes to um, having a a personal curriculum or a plan for growth, a plan for staying focused on what God's calling you to do, um, it's um, something that's extremely helpful is to uh, to schedule time to prioritize by scheduling time in your um, in your calendar in your schedule in your time in your day in your week for um, for new learnings now there are three areas that you want to focus on area number one is you want to have an, a time for personal growth. So would that be like more in your devotions? Um, it can be, but it's not limited to that. So Luke 2.52, it says... Um, who would like to read Luke 2.52? Go ahead. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Yes, Jesus increased. So, personal growth is what four areas did Jesus increase in? Wisdom. Wisdom, that's mental. Stature. So, the mental, that's like the faculty, seven faculties of the mind. Any of those categories fit there. And then in stature, what is that? That's physical. So, that's his health, that's his physical, that's his body, that's growing. So, exercise would fit under personal growth. Um, having, like, s- studying about water, studying about your health, studying about physiology, studying physical would fit under personal growth. And then, and then uh, we said wisdom. Favor with God. With God. That, that's, that's spiritual. And then um, with man. That's relationships. That's social. So Jesus grew mentally, physically, spiritually, and socially. And... Uh, the thing about growth, the, the only thing that is constant in life is change. Thank God. Change is automatic. Growth is optional. If you want to grow, you have to be intentional about your growth. And by having a plan for growth. Because those who fail to plan are planning to fail. And the reason why oftentimes we do not grow in the direction that God is calling us is because we did not plan to grow in that area. We were aimless and wandering, and there was, we were allowing our attention and our focus to be called upon in this distraction economy where every business and organization wants your time and attention, and they're trying to grab you into pulling you in all of their different purposes, and, it, and, be, and unless we set our priorities, someone else will set our priorities for us. And you don't want, if you want to live your calling, you don't want other people setting the priorities in your life. 
You want to be clear with yourself and God what has God called you specifically to do that are according to your unique talents that are going to help you to, um, to be all that you can be for Christ. And when you have that, then you have a plan for personal growth. So the second area to grow turns me to 1 Peter 2.2. 2. 1 Peter 2.2. 2. Can I get a different volunteer to read this? Sure. It says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. So spiritual growth. Um, spiritual growth is, is another area that we need to have plans for. So this would be like your devotions. This is studying the Word of God um, and, and understanding this, uh, what, what God desires for us in, with our character, with our relationship with Christ through prayer and understanding um, just how the Word of God relates to our experiences I would encourage you to have intentional devotions. Be intentional with your time, your focus as you're studying. Like, if if you have a goal to wake up early, then why study about um, about women being silent in the church? Mm-hmm. Like, how is that going to help you to wake up early? If during the day your biggest problem for having devotions is waking up, then study in your devotions about waking up. You think you'd be more. You would make it a priority in your life more if you're studying about things that are actually solving practical problems and and real issues that you're going through currently in life. And if the Word of God is solving your daily problems, you think you'd prioritize God's Word a little bit more? Yeah, uh, it makes a big difference. So, and then the the next area for growth that, that we should have a plan for is in Romans chapter 12 and verse 11. Carmen, can you read that for us? And if, if those online would like to share, you feel free to unmute yourself and I'll call upon you. It says, Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Yes. So then we need, we need a plan for our business growth. And... Uh, is business not slothful in spirit? Uh, not slothful in business, fervent spirit serving the Lord. Jesus said in Luke chapter two, uh, speaking of his life calling, wish ye not that I must be about my Father's business. Mm-hmm. Jesus was in the business of winning souls. So business, uh, we see in Romans twelve that our business can be our vehicle for serving the Lord, and there needs to be growth as far as our business. Are a lot of uh, people have desires to serve the Lord, but because they do not prioritize understanding the marketing of their message, then they're not able to get their message to the masses. That's the definition of marketing. It's, it's messaging. It's the words that you're saying and putting it bef- between the people you're trying to reach who you can uniquely solve their problems. But if we don't take time to understand marketing, business, your calling, and to develop those, those valuable skills, then, um, then a lot, it's going to be, you're going to limit your ability to reach people.
because this can feel your calling. You can have your calling to be your career. And um, otherwise, you're going to be living out of harmony of who God has called you to be because your business, your income, your, your source of uh, labor is like working for someone else, fulfilling their goals, their priority, their job, their co company, and you're not really in harmony with what God's having you to do. So if you want that alignment or growth in, in the calling that God has for you, have a plan. Have a plan. It's like, what is your business? Even if you have a full-time job, you have another like eight hours that you're not working each day. What are you doing during those eight hours? The pockets of your time. A lot of people start things on the side and, and that part-time that part-time effort can become a, a full-time income uh, with consistency in those areas. So it's just kind of considering when you have a plan for these areas, make a list, write out what are the things that you want to study? What are the things that will help you to grow in the direction that God is calling you to grow? What are the skills that you need to do your work better? It might be unique. It might be, might be persuasion. It might be uh, influence, influence would fit under like social growth and studying. There are principles and laws of influence. There are some, um, and w what are you going to do? Now that could be, many of these things to be studied throughout the scriptures. And there are science, there's sciences that you could, you could learn. There's step by step that if you follow the science, these systems, then they will get consistent, repeatable results. So there's a, there's a science to influence, there's a science of persuasion, there's a science to marketing. If you understand that science, then uh, it will help you to, to grow in the area that God's called you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. It makes life interesting too. It really does. So if all behavior is belief driven, then then um, what I realize is whenever I'm trying to do something new or do something different, the question that I have to ask myself is how can I change my beliefs about the subject? Like for instance, um, doing daily life videos. That is something that is like, that, that's hard. That, that's, a, that's a big, big goal. Um, and a lot of people don't do that. So, if that's my goal, how am I going to change my belief? Right now, I've got a lot of limiting beliefs, um, but how can I replace those with liberating truths, liberating beliefs that will help to free me to do the thing that I believe God's calling me to do? You, you want to know how I like, how I, if I know that I don't, I'm not prioritizing the thing that I believe God desires for me, you know what I do to, to, Learn to prioritize that. Um, what I do to change my word, my my um, my beliefs, is in Romans ten seventeen. Romans ten seventeen. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So, what do words change? Words change our faith, and faith is another word for belief. So, your, the belief is what's driving all your behaviors. If you want to change your beliefs, you need to change the words that you're listening to. 
Are you speaking limiting beliefs in words saying like I can't or I don't understand or I won't, I never, I keep making mistakes or I've tried that before, it didn't work. Are, are those the words that you're hearing and repeating? And they, these words might be coming from others in the family, they might be coming from yourself, they might be coming from uh, the enemy. But uh, Or are you going to hear the words of liberating truth, the truth of God's Word or, or, the, or the science that is going to help you to understand this. I might listen to some podcasts that talk about daily publishing. I might listen to some YouTube videos that show like how to publish daily and why we should be publishing daily. I might um, read a book that is explaining how to publish consistently, what people do to do that. I'm looking who has the results that I want, who's publishing daily, what are they doing, what are their beliefs about publishing and how can I how can I adopt those beliefs so that I could do the same behavior? Because there's something about their belief structure that's causing their behaviors to publish and reach a lot of these people. So, um, in like manner, like there's, this, there's this one guy who published a lot. He just published his 500th episode on his podcast. We're at 100 episodes now. And he was, uh, he was saying on his 500th episode anniversary, he's like, hey, I have been, and the title was like, how to have an endless amount of content. I was like, what? Yeah, it got my attention because I'm trying to figure out about, uh, like I'm going through my email and there's so many headlines and they're all trying to like grab my attention, but which one do I prioritize? Do I click the whichever one piques my curiosity? No. Right now I'm trying to figure out my theme for the month is daily publishing. How can I publish every day for 30 days so when I hear that, I'm like, wait a second, in this amount of content? Because I'm like, how do I not run out of things to say? How do I, um, how, how can I be consistent? And so I watched that video, 12 minutes, and he explains how to have an endless amount of content. And I realized that's a belief. That's a liberating truth. He has a belief that he has an endless amount of content. I had a limiting belief that, I asked a lousy question, like how am I going to not run out of things? And he's like, how could I ever run out of things? I have an endless amount. And I was like, okay, that's the belief that I need to adopt. And then I, the moment I started saying, I have an endless amount of content and, and recognizing like, how can I run out? There, I have an abundance of things that I can share. Then I was able to publish. I've been doing daily live ever since. It was like, it was like four days afterwards. Yes? Um, that scripture, seek and ye shall find. Yeah, seeking you shall find. That's right. And, it, and we're seeking for... Um, that question that you asked was seeking. Yes. That's exactly right. Seeking uh, for, the, for a month. Seeking for a weekly theme. Whatever that looks like. Um, so the way before I didn't prioritize that goal, but w the way that I learned to prioritize is by changing my words that I'm listening to and then it changes my beliefs. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's how you have a plan. That is how you plan for growth. Is you have to have a plan, a written plan of what are you going to, what words are you going to listen to? The words in the Word of God and, and the words of true science because God is the author of all true science. And uh, the Word of God will give me principles about publishing, but it's not going to give me the science of actually how to use Instagram, how to go live. It's not going to show me the, the specific like science and the step-by-step -step portion of it. 
the Bible wasn't written to explain to me about how to how to publish every day on Instagram. So those I'm going to have to go to some scientific videos or tutorials step by step and understand a little bit more. But as far as learning goes, that's what I'm going to uh, be focusing on and prioritizing. And to change my priorities, got to change the words because it changes beliefs. When you change your belief, you change your behavior. Amen. It's making sense, everyone. Yes. Are there questions? Okay, so the next question, um, this is basically why doing one thing at a time, and this is, um, this is how, and, and it's, this is how to prioritize new things. The next thing we're going to look at is number three, we're going to look at when, and th this is um, just in time learning. So we have to be doing this just in time. Now, what does that look like? <sighs> Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 12. We, we started a little late, um, so I'm going to have to go through step 3 and 4 a little faster. Um, we're going to end on time. Just in time. Oh, I think it's Second Peter one. Yeah, Second Peter one twelve. Thank you. It's not First Peter. Can I get a volunteer to read Second Peter one twelve? Make me on Discord too. Thank you. Wherefore I will not be neglect diligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them, and be in established in the present truth. Yes. So here the Bible is talking about something. It's a specific kind of truth. There's many, many precious truths in the Word of God, mm -hmm. but the Bible says here it is present truth that the flock needs today. There is a specific truth for this time that God wants everybody to understand and I'd submit to you Revelation 14 6 through 13 has the present truth for our day but as as this world's history goes there's um, but in like manner in our own experience there are some things that are of more present relevance to our lives than others as I mentioned before if my greatest issue in life that's causing me the most pain, misery, suffering, loss is that I can't wake up early enough to have my devotions, why would I be spending my time and attention, my precious focus, studying through about women keeping silent in the church? Is that really going to have a strong relevance to my life at this present time? Yeah. Probably not. Um, unless women talking in the church is what's keeping me up at night. <laughs> but that's likely not this, no, that's not the case. So we have, um, we should be studying about sleep or studying morning, studying about like the priority and learning new words about prioritizing our belief in the morning and spending that time with Him. And then we'll prioritize and change that. So what, what we have to do is just in time learning for right now. And, what are you going through right now? Yeah, what are you going through right now? And in this, um, in, 
And, and this is the opposite of, and this is what we're all in danger of just in case learning. The reason why we struggle to grow and apply things to our life is because we're studying a lot of just in case information. We're studying a lot of things that are interesting or we're allowing all of these marketers online and in this distraction economy to grab our attention because they're so strong with curiosity and they pique your curiosity and you're like just watching here and here and here and you're like, wow, this is so cool. But in all reality, if you're going to develop a habit, you got to focus on one thing at a time. And if you study on so many different topics, there's no way you could practically apply. And in all honesty, a lot of times um, our path of progress looks like a staircase and you might be on step number six over here, but um, you're watching a video that's explaining you what to do on step 32. And the whole time you're, you're learning and focusing on step 32, you literally, it is impossible for you to apply step 32 to your life when you're still on step six. What would be, that's just in case, just in time learning is if you are at step six right now, flooding your minds with what the Word of God says on this step, in this season of life, this problem right here, if you can get to step seven, then you can study step seven. You don't have to see the entire pathway in order to take the first step. <clears throat> and we try to analyze everything before we do anything, but we have to trust God, <clears throat> commit to the journey, commit to the process, know that we're going to be growing and learning throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. God has set before you a path of infinite development in Christ Jesus. There's no limit to who you can become and what you can learn and grow and develop in, in uh, Christ. So, just in time learning is going to be essential. And along with that, Habakkuk chapter 2, Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 through 3, verse 2 it says, Write the vision, make it plain upon tables. So have it written. Write down your options of what you're going to study for your personal growth, your spiritual growth, your business growth. And then um, the the third step is just in time. Now, verse 3, Habakkuk 2, 3, it says, for the vision is yet for what? An appointed, an appointed time. Set yourself an appointed time for when you're, appoint a time for when you're going to study these things. And just because you're focusing right now doesn't mean you can't schedule out when you're going to study something else. Mm -hmm. Like what I did for this year, my year for this year is focus. Like I realized if there was one thing that I could do, such as by doing, if there's one skill, one um, habit, one uh, method of thinking that I could develop that will, that will uh, make everything else easier and necessary for the rest of my life. Looking at, I'm in my well, mid-20s now, quarter of a century years old, and I'm thinking, all right, what, um, what foundational habits can I lay at the, on, the beginning of my life that could set me up for the next port, for the rest of my life that will make every tomorrow easier. There's a lot of low-level concepts I could be studying, but what higher-level overarching principle would make everything else easier and necessary? And I'm like, you know what? I think it's focus. If I can learn to focus, and if I can learn how to prioritize, because my prioritization skill is, is not that great. It's like I'm crippled by opportunities, 
and decision making is, is like kind of challenging. It's like, man, how do I know which one's more important? I realize that's a weakness of my character. So I'm not sharing because like I've perfected this and I understand all things. I'm sharing this because I want to learn and I'm in this journey with you. And so for me, I chose focus. And this year is a year of focus for me. And to know, to behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, to set my affections on things above and not on things of the earth. How can I consistently focus on what God wants me to focus on and bring as many people with me as I can to focus on things above and what God's called them to do and press towards the mark of my high calling in Christ Jesus. And if I could consistently develop a habit for a year, have this higher level theme for a year, and then um, that will help me the most. Now in this year, just in time, right? So I have an appointed time. I've broken it down to some other categories where there are some principles of time blocking. There are some principles of priority. There's some principles of decision making, recognizing that our thoughts are our focus. So the thoughts are broken into seven faculties of the mind, which we're not going to get go into right now. But I'm on this year, we have scheduled that an entire month I'm going to be studying the faculty of imagination with our focus. A month I will be studying the faculty of decision making and the will. A month I will be studying the faculty of memory and how to recall the things that God is showing us. And so uh, because I'm focusing on these things, this is going to be the um, study of our daily live videos, of our, of our monthly live casts, of our courses, of our of our leadership tables, we're going to be able to go on this journey together. And I want to, to do this together so that you can live your calling and you can see how you can use the seven faculties of your mind to be all that you can through Christ. Because we cannot represent Christ's character fully without mastering these seven faculties and our focus. So this is a, I say this because when you have just in time learning, you can schedule when you're going to do some of these these different topics that you have um, identified are options. You put a date or a time period, a time frame, and they can be higher level. And I put together what are the resources I know, what are the things I've already studied, what have, like I'm working on it right now, this is what I'm doing, is I'm putting together a plan of what I'm going to study and when I'm going to study it. Yes? I was going to say, because um, I get distracted easy and sometimes if I go to like a video and it's not it's not pertinent to what I'm doing right now, if I set a time to watch it later on, I feel better about letting it go. Yes. And I even find that I don't even return back to it because I find, you know, through that little space of time to think about it, it's like, yeah, I don't really need to know that. Maybe think of what's pertinent. Thank you so much for sharing that. I did totally relate. I, I, that, Sometimes I feel bad about saying no to something, and but when I schedule it for later, it gives me time to pray and to think and to really realign with my priorities and realize, hey, you know what? I, I don't I can live without that. Um, Plus, it takes away the you know because sometimes you feel like you're gonna miss out if you don't watch it. Yes. It takes that away. Uh, missing out. It does. And the last thing that I'm gonna say, and I'll, I'll try to say this briefly, is. Um, the fourth thing that we that we will help us moving forward to stay focused on the calling that God has for your life, the fourth step is to create a personal curriculum. Put this together, have it written down. 
and this is basically all the things that I just taught you in in part uh, in step one, two, and three. The one thing that you're going to study, write it down. Write down all the things you can study, but write down the one thing you're going to study. And when you prioritize them, and you have it have a section for personal growth, spiritual growth, business growth, you can write that down. You just make sure that you include these three categories on the things that you're going to be studying for this next and you don't have to plan out a year like honestly the further out that I go the less the more fuzzy it gets and and I'm able to re analyze and revise and remobilize as I go um, at the end of the month I'm looking like do I really actually want to be studying that for this month let me let me verify um, and um, and, th and that makes a difference so um, so the priorities in, in the different categories you're going to do, right? Include that in your personal curriculum, and then uh, and then have the appointed time, just in time. Identify what season of life have some sort of anticipation or 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 intention. I'll say, look at ideally when would be a good time for you to study. What's going to be relevant in your life? And, and at the beginning, like I, I'm not telling you to map out an entire year, but it might even be a month. It just might be. It might be a week of your devotions. In the next seven days, what are some of the things that you want to study? What is a theme that you want to study? And if you could do seven days, then you could do, you, you could do, if you could do one week, you could do two weeks. If you could do two weeks, you could do four weeks and just work yourself up. That's again, this, uh, this process is a skill, but it's just committing to the journey. I'll say that one of the greatest tools that I've ever had in my education, my development and my growth and my learning my focus is having this personal curriculum. This is a secret tool that I've used since, boy, I, I probably put this together when I was a teenager. And, and it's basically what it started off as, and it's very simple, is creating a Google Doc. Just have one document that you list out. You can easily pull up in seconds. When a new idea pops in your mind, oh, I want to study that. Slap it on the list. And you just got a list of, of ideas that you can do and you can prioritize a list by which ones of, are of higher consequence, which ones uh, will have a greater impact of me studying, which ones will solve more problems in my life and the lives of others if I start with those first and just have like a numbered list on a Google document. And that's what I had for years. Um, but then as I grew and learned, then I switched to having a table um, on a program called Notion uh, but like I, I call it like a the Google Doc is like the 1.0, it's a personal curriculum 1.0, and that is uh, it's very simple. It's easy if you're not very technical, then by all means start there. It's very simple, and if you've had that for a while, like some more advanced students in here, you might want to consider upgrading to a 2.0. And this is basically a table, a spreadsheet, and this spreadsheet allows you to. Uh, just keep track of the 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 time that you're going to do it a little more, the category that's in, and I'll say like just a real quick example of higher level. Carmen realized that the one like his consuming desire and goal and and calling in life is he wants to be the best man that he could possibly be in Christ. Amen. He wants to know how to be a man. So I like a man like that. Yes, and and so does Christ, because the greatest want of the world is the want of men. And uh, so in, in Kamran's personal curriculum 2.0, he has a table where he is, he's listing out all these different things, but the higher level is like, he's only studying one thing. He's studying one thing in all of his devotions, all his studies, everything he does. 
it is just how to be a man for Christ. And if he is studying about reclaiming his devotions, it's how to be a man. Um, and then reclaim your devotions. If it's talking about leadership, it's how to be a man in regards to leadership. If he's talking about um, uh, staying, like being faithful in that which is least, the study high level is how to be a man, lower level, faithful in that which is least. So every characteristic he is attached to a strong reason, a strong why of why he's doing that. And that really encourages him. It, it's not adding something else that is in addition to your one thing, but it's in connection with, it's a part of his one thing. So in your curriculum, as you are able to relate it to what matters most to you, uh, then it'll help. So for me, for this year, as I'm studying about focus, everything that I study is in light of how can I focus. And I'm going to be reviewing some things I learned five years ago, but I didn't study it in light of focus. It's going to come with a whole new meaning, new insight. The Word of God is always fresh and new. So that's what I would recommend is having a document, whether it's a table or just a blank Word document type thing, um, and just list out what are you going to study by when and um, have a plan. Have a plan because those who fail the plan are planning to fail. Um, thank you for joining us. I hope that this was helpful and did this shed some light on, on the subject? Praise the Lord. And for those who are watching, um, please let me know in the comments below what, uh, which one are you excited to put into practice and to get started. And if you have any other questions, feel free to ask in the comments below um, and I'd love to help answer them. Um, but thank you so much for watching. And um, if it's your desire to uh, put this into practice, then I encourage us to close with a word of prayer. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you very much for the joy and the privilege that we have to be able to um, follow your leadings and to surrender all to you. And Father, thank you for the message and the opportunities we have in your word to focus and to grow and to understand how our minds work. And Father, I pray that you will uh, fill us with your Holy Spirit, that you will help us to focus on what you would have us to focus on, even Christ, even eternal things, uh, so that we are not... Uh, uh, focusing on things that are of little to no value in light of eternity. Um, and Father, I pray and I, I thank you for this family you have given us, this family in the army of youth and um, the community of gospel soldiers that are just ready to serve and um, fight at a moment's notice the battles of the Lord. We pray for strength and direction. In Jesus' name, Amen. And I want to say thank you for watching. If you like this video, I encourage you to share it with someone else so that they can understand how they can stay focused in the calling that God has for their life. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, and I remember that leadership is a skill of influence, nothing more and nothing less. Every man, woman, and child has influence. But the question is, are we using our influence to lead others to Christ?